everybody, and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and we've got your Halloween fix here right now. I'm not just talking about the holiday. I'm talking about the movie, Halloween Kills, which just premiered in theaters this week. Anthony, how's it going? What's up, Alex? How you doing? Doing great. You sound awesome. <laughs> your mic sounds great. Sounds like an upgrade. It was. We'll, we'll see how it turns out. But Excellent. And Jay Lynn, hey, welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Yeah, always a pleasure. So we had been talking about this for quite some time. I think we started talking about this in the summer or something like that. Of like, hey, let's see if we can get a Halloween Kills podcast on the calendar. I'm on vacation next week, so I, I was praying that we'd be able to get something <laughs> out before I left. And it seems like all the stars align in multiple ways. So for those of you saying, well, I, I don't want to go to the theater to see this movie. Well, the good news is it's also on Peacock. And I believe both of you watched it on Peacock. Is that right? Yes. Uh, yes, I did. Okay. Did you have to have, did you have to pay for Peacock to watch it or could you watch it on the free version? No, you had to do, subscribe to one of the premium okay. plans. I just yeah. did the $5 one and then canceled it nice. right away. I was like, yeah, I don't that, need Peacock. That's what I did. So. <laughs> I was going to cancel it last night, but I was like, well, maybe I'll wait until tomorrow in case I want to. I mean, we still get it for it the month. But right, um, I Jaylen, didn't did you keep think did you think the audio was terrible on the app? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So did I. It was like the the audio was very soft, but then like all the uh, sound effects were super loud. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, had, like, I felt like I had my TV volume like on a hundred. Yeah, oh, man. ours was on like sixty, and we had to keep going up and down. Mm-hmm. Okay, huh. I'm glad I'm glad it wasn't just me. Interesting. Some peacock feedback. I wonder if they know. I wonder if they know about this. Well, when they're done listening to this, hopefully they'll go back and be like, "Yeah, Peter Peacock, the CEO, is uh, he? I know he listens to this podcast, so hopefully they'll change that for the future." Uh, But yeah, so let's dive right in. Halloween Kills. This is uh, the sequel and of a trilogy of Halloween movies that started back in 2018 by David Gordon Green. Uh, written by David Gordon Green, along with uh, Danny McBride, uh, who also produced this movie, which uh, I always thought was the coolest thing ever. And uh, I think I'll double check that. I know there's one more writer on this movie. Uh, Deborah, well, it's based on Deborah, Scott Teams. Scott Teams was the third writer. Uh, starring Jamie Lee Curtis, Judy Greer, and Andy Matichak, uh, all coming back from the last movie, along with Dylan Arnold as uh, Allison's uh ex-boyfriend i guess you could say maybe boyfriend in uh transition but uh all the same characters are there it is literally a direct sequel to the last movie this takes place seconds after the last movie ended and uh, i think it's all the better for it but we're going to dive right in we'll start with our overall thoughts of this movie before we kind of break down a few things and then we'll wrap up this episode with some lingering questions that i'm sure all three of us have surrounding this film so uh jaylen i'll start with you what uh, what did you think of this movie I enjoyed it as a slasher film. I thought it was a good movie or a good slasher movie. I didn't really like the story. I thought the story of it could have been better. It didn't feel like a Halloween movie to me. Like, I guess, well, the original Halloween is my favorite Halloween movie. And so I think that's what I just was expecting was it to be kind of like that? And yeah, so I I liked it as a slasher, but I wasn't really feeling the story aspect of it. 
Yeah, that's absolutely fair. And I almost I almost kind of think the exact same as you in that regard. Anthony, what about you? Uh, agree that <laughs> for a slasher, I mean, this thing was gory. This movie was a lot. Um, <laughs> I feel like it didn't like it had a story, but it didn't all in the same. I yeah. feel like once the trilogy is over, it'll be one of those movies that you really need to watch one, two, and three all in a row to get all of it. Because because this movie does take place seconds after the ending of the first one. I mean, because doesn't it start with uh, her boyfriend? And then you see him like walking down the street, calling, mm-hmm. and he's still got the skirt on from his uh, yep. Bonnie and Clyde costume. Um, so if you didn't see the first one, you're completely lost in this one. Which yeah. I guess is fine, but at the same time, I feel like anybody that's going to watch Halloween Kills isn't going to be like, "Oh, let me see what this movie's about. Let me let me check it out. It's my first time ever." So yeah, I haven't seen any other Halloween movies. <laughs> yeah, looks so, good. Um, but yeah, as far as the story goes, I think this one definitely you need to watch the first one right before, in order to really get a grasp of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And even then, though, you know, you get that jump in right away. But then from there, it spends a lot of time kind of going into uh, flashbacks, too, which I really liked. I think we're going to get into it. I wanted to share, too. This was I don't know who this guy is, but uh, he wrote a a very quick review of Halloween Kills. His name's Kylo Ren, so I don't know if he exists. But he said (laughs) he said disappointing. Michael Myers does not say his iconic groovy or do I make you horny baby lines even (laughs) once in the entire two hour runtime. And uh, that, that to me is the review of somebody who hadn't seen any of the other Halloween movies. <laughs> I was expecting Shrek or something. Where did his, but... where did his accent go? That's <laughs> weird. He's, He's not even talking at all. He must have gotten in trouble. Um, but I, I agree with you guys. I I really enjoyed the movie, and I enjoyed I enjoyed it for what it was because the last movie felt super suspenseful. There were some really good kills in it. But this movie was like nonstop death. I mean, they really lived up to that kills in the title. And I was at the point of just being like, okay, what's the next kill going to look like? Like they were so there's a lot of really creative kills in here. And a lot of them were also really traumatizing in a way, like very you watch it like that bit where he breaks into the one person's house or is the couple. And he's just keeps stabbing that guy in the back with knives. And right. I'm like, like overkill. Right? Yeah, exactly. I think he's dead. Yeah, and then he kind of realized that too. And then he grabs the last one. He's like, I think I'll just keep this knife. But, I thought uh, he was gonna go stab the woman again. Right. With that yeah. one. I thought that's what it was gonna go for because she was still alive, it seemed like. Like she was yeah. watching that happen. I'm like, he's just gonna go chop her head off or something. Like yeah. I love how she just stood there and was like, I'm just gonna stand here and wait to die. Like she just <laughs> stopped trying to get out of the house. Right. Like, you know, oh. what was it? It was like one one little latch one, and then yeah. the lock. And I was like, You can do this, you got this. Let's Michael go. doesn't run, so like no, you, can, he doesn't. you can get I, out the door. We can talk about that later. I think he does. You don't see it, and I would love to see it. But he I think rem- that okay. Big so, John and Little John's house, the front door to the back door. There is no way. Right. He does not run down the side of that house. <laughs> so, Anthony, you played the Friday the 13th game. And for those of you out there listening as well, uh, I'm sure I've mentioned it. I'm a pretty huge fan of that game as well. There's certain powers that Jason has. And his his powers are, he has got like a, a four set of powers. One of them is when you press a button, no one can sense when he's coming. So, like, all of your, uh, you know, awareness is lowered. And so, typically in the game, you hear, like, scary music and stuff. All of that goes away. The other one is shift. 
where when you you press the button and he can morph and move really fast anywhere and he just turns into dust basically and then the other one is like he can travel anywhere on the map so he could move somewhere else and i feel like michael myers is that exact same way where he there's a lot of stuff that you're like okay this is michael myers but at the same time they really lean into him being the shape in this movie and being this ambiguous creature that transcends being a human and so yeah he's like doesn't make sense why he shows up here or why he can't die and all of these other <laughs> things. But it's like, I kind of liked that. I, I get the annoyance behind it from some, but I, I liked that in terms of building a fresh new Halloween movie because you see it in the others, but it's usually at the, well, I guess this was at the end, but it's usually at the end where like the one person try and then Jason's gone. He's disappeared. Whereas this one, you had him in your sights and you had him dead to rights. And you know, it still it still didn't happen. So I guess with that point too, uh, we should I'll we'll see put it later. But spoilers for this movie, we're gonna dive real deep into the spoilers for this. Uh, <laughs> if you hadn't guessed already. So yeah, so the the uh, movie starts with those flashbacks, like you said. Uh, he uh, Cameron runs up to the cop who is bleeding out, and this made me really happy because I thought the cop died at the end of the last movie, and I was like, man, like I love that actor. Uh, got a, uh, Will Patton as uh, Officer Hawkins. He does a great job. I think I last saw him in Minari. He, he was really good in that too. But uh, he's alive and he's saying, you know, he has to die. He's got to die. And then they go to a flashback of the 1978 movie, even though they got they got some new actors in there for playing the younger characters. And I was totally okay with that. I, I still bought it. But uh, we get to see kind of the epilogue of that movie so something that we didn't really get to see which was you know at the end jason escapes and then that's it and you know you're left wondering what's next and so now we see what happens is he escapes and he goes back to his home and from there two cops kind of they're searching the house and uh he grabs one of the cops and that scene was actually pretty scary because he comes right out of that closet and he moves faster than i've ever seen him move so that kind of goes to your point anthony that he's a, he's a quick he's a quick man he he's very fast and he slams him up against the wall and is trying to kill him and officer hawkins he doesn't really have a clear shot to his defense but he does fire off a bullet that kills his cop uh buddy and then can't manage to shoot off another single round into Jason, or I, I keep calling him Jason too, into Michael <laughs> as he's trying to escape the house. And then he walks out of the house and there's five cops there and no one tries to stop him then either. But we find out later on that that was where he failed and he thinks that was his fault. And that's actually, that's a question that I had on here was of, you know, who is to blame for Michael as kind of an overall question for this movie as a theme, because a lot of people in this movie throw that around of like, oh, Michael's my fault or Michael is my fault. And we kind of get this transcending idea that it really wasn't anybody's fault, that like Michael is this just being that wants to kill, he's pure evil. And uh, but we see a lot of cool things here. We, we kind of move into this spot where, again, you like you said, still Halloween night. Laurie Strode's getting taken to the hospital after the encounter with Michael. Their house is burning down. And at the same time, we're at a bar where uh, a couple uh, dressed up as some, a doctor and a nurse are trying to enjoy like a talent show. And a bunch of, I love this, a bunch of like very gregarious people start drinking behind them. And I, I was like, I've been in those shoes. Like, I hate those people. But then there's like, oh, those are the OG people from the old Halloween movie. And they're all like, oh, my bad, my bad. Uh, what did you guys think? Of, and Anthony, I'll start with you. What do you think of them bringing back all of the? Well, they didn't bring back all of them, but we've got Nancy uh, Stevens as Marion from the original movie, Kyle Richards from uh, uh, what is that? Real Housewives. Real Housewives. Beverly Hills. 
Yep, yep. I actually watched way too much of that show, and so I knew her. But I also, it was funny, because before this even came out, when we were watching that, my wife, she was like, uh, yeah, she was in the original Halloween movie. I was like, really? She was like, yeah, she was a child actor. So I was like, oh, I wonder if she'll be in the new movie. And here she is. She's in it. Uh, and then also Charles Cyphers as Brackett, who I think was one of the cops from the original movie. But then you've got Tommy as well and Lonnie, both not from the original movie as actors, but characters from the original movie. What do you think about that, Anthony? I thought it was cool. It seemed like it was good fan service for everybody that is a fan of the originals. Um, and you recognize the... Um, the couple, the nurse and the doctor, they were in the 2018 Halloween. Were they really? Yeah, they were getting ready to leave. You see them dressed up in their costumes. They're getting ready to leave their house. And then Michael is walking down the sidewalk, and his wife sees him and just sees it as a Halloween costume. And then the husband goes, oh, I left my stethoscope in the house. So then he runs into the house, and then he comes running back out. He goes, oh, it's in my pocket the whole time. And then the two of them no get the car. Way. And then I'm assuming what happens is they then leave – their house and then head to the bar that you see him in in this one yeah so. wow i didn't know and i i watched that movie last night so <laughs> i don't know how, <laughs> it must have been a very small easter egg but that's cool what about you yeah, I mean, what do you think it was pretty quick yeah i like that they brought back um original actors and characters um i mean i'm kind of sad they didn't bring back paul rudd to play tommy but i'm okay with anthony michael hall yeah, uh, playing him. <laughs> I probably would have been more sad with Paul Rudd being murdered than well, and the way Michael that Hall, the way that he kind of carries on in the movie. I don't <laughs> think Paul Rudd could have pulled that off mm -hmm. because he's such a down to earth guy, and it wouldn't make sense for him trying to start a riot. Whereas, right, yeah, Anthony was like, "Oh, totally. This is totally like a guy who could just get really upset and red in the face and and get mad about everything." Um, but yeah, that that was cool. I, I liked that. I liked the flashback at first. I was a little annoyed by it only because I hate when kids bully each other. And so mm -hmm. watching them all pick on Lonnie, I was just like, oh, like, and then, but then he sees Michael and then Michael's gone. So he must have morphed again and kind of disappeared. Uh, but I just thought that was really cool that they kind of share their experiences about the night 40 years prior not a single person's like, maybe we should be a little more vigilant tonight. Uh, they're all <laughs> like, let's just have more drinks. Let's forget about everything. And, okay. uh, but yeah, and so it was, I really liked that. And I thought that really benefited this movie because there's always a lot of cheap fan service. I mean, we saw the trailer for uh, Scream in this movie and I hadn't seen it prior. I have no opinion on that movie. I saw that trailer and I was like, okay, cool. There's even a line in it where they say, it feels different this time. And I'm like, yeah, that's what you say during every like horror movie reboot. <laughs> this one's different, even though we're pulling back all the same actors and we've got the same mask. Right. But I thought in this movie, it went beyond fan service. Like they all had particular roles to play within the film. They were essentially like a supporting cast again, which was really cool to see. And even though a lot of them didn't make it out, uh, they all, like I said, they all put things into motion and kind of sent this theme throughout Haddonfield of, like, how does something like Michael affect an entire town? And and kind of going back to what I said at the very beginning, that is a really unique thing for a horror movie, especially for a slasher, because they did. And I, I don't remember. I remember my brother saying this. We were trying to discuss this of like, has there ever been a horror movie that doesn't take place inside of a structure? Like we started out by saying besides a house, like most scary movies, you're in a house. It's either a haunted house or, you know, Jason's whatever. There's there's always a house. 
Uh, but this one felt a lot wider in scope because you've got people walking out on the streets. You've got mobs of people moving around. Like, it was really cool to see all of that. I need uh, to know how big this town is. Uh, I mean, according I have... to what happened in the movie, it's freaking huge. It's I the mean, biggest it town be. ever because no one can hear anybody <laughs> scream. Right. <at> all. <laughs> and also, if I live there and I went through that, I'm moving. Right. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. Why just are you move still there? away from this place. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, oh, this is, no one lives here anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. And I just want to be like, why would you move into Michael Myers' home? Like, no, just and they're, burn bra- they're that bragging thing about down. it. Just yeah, it down. It's, not, it's not like they don't know about it. They right? know about they it. They told the story. Like, why yeah. are you living there? I will say, okay, so at the at the end, when you see. So Karen looking up at the window and you mm-hmm. see like the silhouette of him oh, as a boy. child. Yeah. My wife goes, that would be a fantastic Halloween decoration if you actually lived in that house. Like she was oh, like, it'd be, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would be completely out of taste, but right. <laughs> it would be a pretty good <laughs> Halloween decoration. Yeah. That, that whole bit as well was really cool. The whole like reflection piece where they were talking about, you know, the, the night of the murders or whatever, he would always just sit and stare out the window and they're like, maybe he wasn't looking out. He was looking in and just staring at his reflection. And I was like, oh, that's a really cool concept. Because then you kind of see that at the end when Karen's doing the same thing and she stares out the window and, and then starts looking at her reflection. Um, but yeah, no, that I thought, what I also thought was cool was that Cameron was Lonnie's son. So not only, you know, there's a legacy of dating going on in a sense as well in Haddonfield. Um, let me ask, what did you think about Cameron? Because... Uh, as a character, I like. I thought he was okay in the last movie, and when he kind of screws up at the very end, uh, I was like, "Good riddance!" Like, I hate you, dude. Like, how how dare you do this to Allison? But then when I saw him in this movie, I was like, "Oh, cool!" He's like, "I'm trying to make things right again," and I was like, "Okay, like I can buy that." But I didn't know. Were you guys like that too, or did you say like, "I don't even care"? He sobered up pretty quick. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> I um, was drinking. <laughs> I thought. And I don't know why my brain went there, because I know that Michael was in the burning house. But, like, when he found the cop at the beginning, um, I thought he was going to be the first kill. Like, I thought Michael Me was going to yeah. pop out. But I'm like, but wait, he's in the house. He hasn't come <laughs> out of the burning house yet. But that's, like, where my mind went. I was like, he's going to be the first he, kill that we see in this movie, that Michael's just going to pop out and then somehow be back in the firehouse he, he leaves yeah. the house to go kill him and then goes back into the house <laughs> to wait for all the firemen honestly it's worth it for what for what he did to allison i think that i, I was like oh that would be awesome if he just dies right now but you know eventually he gets it by the right. very end and so that, does does allison just take her phone to the apple store and say like hey i have a whole bunch of pudding in this phone can you get it out i, I when i saw that i was like she could have just been like really and then like walked around him grabbed it and then wiped it <laughs> off because it's pudding it's not water it's just sitting there so you could wipe it all off clean and then maybe what, rinse it a little bit what high school dance has just bowls of pudding <laughs> in like a supply <laughs> closet <laughs> <laughs> the same high school that has Michael Myers. You know, they, don't, they don't know how to do things. It's it's very inefficient in that town. The town uh, is under some weird curse that they don't yes. know how to function as normal human beings. <laughs> yeah, they're all built different. That'll be the uh, title of the third one, The Curse of Michael Myers. Right. <laughs> so inter- interesting. Um, so from there, we kind of scoot back over to, again, that prior scene, right? We see Lori and them uh, leaving. But at the same time, 
we see the freaking fire department showing up at this house. And I, I love this as corny as it was in the trailers. And, and I'll say this, it's the same situation. This movie was better than the trailers. There's that scene in the trailers when Michael walks out and it looked like he was on a green screen while he was walking out of the house. And it didn't look like that at all in the movie. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. But that scene where she screams, let it burn. <laughs> I was like, it was so corny in the trailers, but in the movie, I was like, yes, yes, please. Let it, let burn. it burn. The freaking fire department. And it was funny because I was like, yeah, I get it. It's the same as like doctors, right? Like you can't turn away a COVID patient who mm-hmm. didn't get vaccinated because you don't agree with them. Like if the house is burning, you've got to go put it out. I mean, they might not know Michael Myers is trapped in there. Right. Yeah, exactly. They but just at the same think it's time, a residential <laughs> house on fire. How did they not know? Like, right? how did someone be like, hey, I've got him burning in my basement. Do not right. go near here. Come in like 30 minutes. But they, right? come, they, they come regardless and they bust in. And I really liked this. I liked that we see Michael hiding in the gun section. Like somehow, as the fire was raging, he moved in there and closed the door in front of him. So he'd be, I guess, hiding in there forever until the whole house burned down. <laughs> but uh, I was like, ah, okay, he's pretty clever. He knows He knows how to hide. He is smart. He I mean, is, despite what you think. He's very, he's very smart. He's smart, and I think he has a sense of humor a little bit. The oh, way really? he stages some of these bodies, right at the park, that was kind of funny. Oh yeah, um, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And then I think my favorite from the the 2018 one is when the guy had his head cut off, and then the flashlight is up his neck, oh, looking yeah. like a <laughs> looking like a jack o' lantern. Yeah. Like in the lap of the other cop in the car, and you're like, no, like he staged that. He did it on purpose. And like, I know it's not supposed to be funny, but I'm like, no, that's pretty funny. Like, he's, that, a, he's that, an artist. That he literally <laughs> takes the time to just lay waste to people, Which, and then like, like double yeah. back to it, and then like set it up to like let everybody know, hey, this was me. Right. Well, and that just brings me back to my question: like, how much time has passed in these movies? Because like, obviously, setting up bodies is going to take sometime like it's not like he just did it in a quick second so he could have maybe he's super strong he could how old is he he's old you see i liked how in this movie too they never show his face still but Mm. you get that outline of him and he's got a gray beard he's got great he's got balding gray hair very scruffy gray beard he looks like he's got burns on the side of his face as well so he's old i mean he's uh what was it? He was six when he killed his sister, and then he got sent to the mental hospital, and it was like, was it like 10 years later? So isn't he like only, he's like a couple years older than Lori, if I remember right. Because doesn't so, that, that cop said that he hung out with him as a kid. The so young cop. She, she, she was what, 16, 17 in the original? Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. about what he was. So if he was 18 then, and this is 40 years later, you're looking at 58 pretty limber for a 58 year old who right spent a lot of what's time his work confined. i guess maybe killing people just is his workout program it's invigorating just <laughs> that's right yeah it gives him life yeah i'm looking to see i don't think it ever says i'm wondering if maybe they mentioned it in the, the rob zombie movie but we won't talk about that movie on this episode i love the rob zombie movies but do I you really I, I do, I do, but I know I'm in the minority for that. Those were actually the first Halloween movies I saw. I saw the the original Halloween 
uh, briefly when I was young and I never remembered it. And then like when I was older, I saw the Rob Zombies and I was like, these are really cool. And then I saw the original. I was like, this movie is awesome. So like I've been I, I, I got I grew up on those Rob Zombie. Well, not grew up, but I did not watch them when I was that young. They're very messed <laughs> up. But uh, but yeah, no, I thought I thought they were good. I feel um, like those were gory to just mm-hmm. be gory. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's like the Rob Zombie trick. Like, how much gore right. can we put in here? Can we have a you know a gratuitous sex scene and then a ton of like mental trauma? There's all he's very famous for that, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but yeah, so he okay, so yeah, he he busts out of this house and we start getting the first kills of the movie, and these are some of my favorite kills because I was like, you guys deserved it for coming to this house because. <laughs> You know, he comes out and he's just ripping into these people. And I loved getting to see it from their perspective as they died because it was like, okay, you're not even trying. Like somebody mm-hmm. would take a swing and then boom, they'd have a thing in their head. The guy's got the freaking chainsaw and he just grabs it and pushes it back onto him and cuts his arm and kills him. And then we don't even see the rest of them. But when the cops show up, all of the bodies are down and they're all dead. And I was just yeah. like, you know what? That's what you get for messing they, with my They boy. said there was 11. They said there was 11 people, wow. all first responders. Yeah, so we only see, I think, five of them die. Because I think you see three of them outside and then two of them in the house. house. I also love the one where he lifts the guy up. There's there's a demonstration of his strength because he lifts that guy up entirely on just that pole above his head. I was like, wow, that is brutal. Did you see there was a petition that wanted those that scene removed? Oh, no, I I didn't hear that. Yeah, there was a petition that they wanted. Michael Myers? They don't want it affecting his image? They <laughs> they said that uh, I don't know what organization it was, but they said they wanted the scene where he kills all the firefighters taken out. And my wife, I told my wife that she's like, it's not like he only kills firefighters. Right. <laughs> he kills kids for God's sakes. Later right. in that, that would be a movie to ban. <laughs> like if it was just him, like going around killing firefighters, and then the next scene it's him at like a police benefit, like overbidding <laughs> oh, on no. silent auction items. Like yeah, okay, maybe I could see it then, but. Right. I will say um, there were two parts in this movie that made me laugh. And one of them was the first one was when the fireman with the hose tries to like spray him down. I'm like, okay, this hose is crappy. Like this is like my garden hose. Like this is supposed to put out a fire. Like if that was a real like fireman hose, he would most likely be on the ground because those things got some pressure to them. So, like, that made me laugh, just how weak that was. And then the next part that made me laugh was when he's in that couple's house and he just throws the drone, like, out of the door. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. Whatever, the helicopter or whatever <laughs> thing, he just tosses it back to them. I'm like, he's just playing with them now. He wants yeah. to catch. He's those a six-year-old two parts, kid. Those two parts made me laugh. And then I, it went back to, okay, now I'm going to be sick again because he's yeah. back to killing people. <laughs> yeah all throughout the entire i don't know if you guys have seen i think that's uh, uh rick and morty but there's that one assassin guy where he says here i go killing again <laughs> that's what he said and it's like that literally was what i thought every time like oh here i go about to do another murder uh, and he he loves it he loves it but you know i and i put a note here too uh just about it all taking place over over one night uh i know the writing of certain pieces in here and i'm sure we could call out some certain lines was very cheesy in this and i, I think more so than the last one but there was still a lot of good, a good writing in it but there, it was very brisk the the writing was super brisk like you could get from one scene to the next very quickly the movie itself moves really fast 
Uh, and I really liked that. I think it made for a, very, a much more intense film, whereas the last one, kind of like we were talking about, is a lot more suspenseful. There's a lot more waiting for something to happen, whereas this is like everything is just happening. It's all happening all at once, and it makes it a lot more tense. I was, I felt very tense the entire movie. Like I was just, I kept having to remind myself to like loosen the grip of my on the sides of the chair. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. Did you guys feel that way too? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did. Um, I think it, it's a little different watching it at home than in a dark movie theater. Oh, besides, yeah. Sure. You know, just watching it at home with all my animals and all my blankets with mm-hmm. me. Um, <laughs> but I, I like the horror movies that are more suspe- suspenseful than intense. Those are just my my type um I, I still liked it um there were moments that kind of made me jump a little bit in here um but yeah there were times where i think my cat was like let go of me i'm leaving because i was probably squeezing him a little too too <laughs> hard when some some stuff was happening that would have been nice to have a cat with me <laughs> were you suspensed anthony in this one or tense uh not really we watched it with the light on because I would have fallen asleep laying on the couch if we would have turned the lights off. Um, yeah. I'm glad there wasn't a cat in my house because we don't have cats, so that would have been weird if I just look over and there's a cat <laughs> and my wife's grabbing onto. Um, yeah, some of, some of the writing was was bad, like you said. I mean, some was fine, but it almost reminded me of uh, you know my review of Venom. Of It was 90 minutes of them screaming the plot at us. Evil dies tonight. Oh my! How many times do they have to say it's been forty years? Evil, evil dies tonight. I'm like, all right. Like every character said it. I'm like, yeah, we know. We (laughs) get it. You guys don't. You guys don't get this. You guys have told us nine times it's been forty years, and it doesn't even matter how long it's been. (laughs) Yeah, you're acting like it was like last week. You've forgotten about it. Uh, no, that's that's too funny. And I, you know, it was funny too. I had a very Jalen moment in the movie theater. Our row was completely empty, and it was just the three of us. And right before the movie started, four guys sat right next to us. I mean, it's assigned seating. They all had burritos. They all, every single one of them had a Chipotle burrito, and they're just unwrapping <laughs> their burritos and munching on them the entire movie. I was honestly impressed, but I was like, and they kept like giggling with each other, and we kind of were too, but. I was just like, you're unwrapping this burrito right now. And they even had bought like drinks and stuff from the theater. So I was like, you you snuck in a burrito, but you didn't want to like buy popcorn or whatever. That's annoying. Yeah. I get annoyed when people sit next to me when the yeah. theater's empty. Like, hello, go anywhere else. Not oh, right you know what? Me. That's funny. I so when I went and saw James Bond, it was the same thing. The entire row was empty when I bought my ticket, and I was like, awesome. I bought it a couple days in advance. And I get in and I'm like, okay, D D10. There's a guy sitting in D9, and the way that the Dolby Theater works, the two pairs of seats are connected, right? Like, there's a big <laughs> armrest and then the tiny one that lifts up. And I'm, I had my mask on. I looked. I was like, you're D9. And he was like, yeah. I said, is anyone else in this row? And he was like, he was like, what? He's like, no, I'm in D9. I don't know if he didn't hear me, but I was like, I'm D10. And I, like, showed him. He's like, let me see your ticket. I was like, what is he? I'm like calling him out that I'm in his seat or he's in mine. I was like, no, I'm in the seat next to you. And I'm not. And I said, I'm not going to sit by you. I'm going to scoot over one more. Oh, yeah, man. OK. He like gave me this look like, why would you want to sit next to me? But I'm like, you're the one who bought a ticket in a row with only one person in it. And you knew that person was there. And you want And so I scooted down one. But I'm like, I don't get that. Like when you can reserve oh, seats. Crazy. 
sometimes i wonder if they think because like on when i buy ours like there's the blue is seats that have been sold and then gray are seats that haven't i wonder if he thought it was the opposite so he thought he was buying a seat oh maybe that I, was, I have thought that, that there was that was one empty next to him or he just really wanted to make a friend <laughs> <laughs> he didn't seem like it he was uh he was a strange guy but uh but so back to Haddonfield. Uh, the, uh, so when they're at that bar, like I said, we kind of talked about that. They're sharing some stories about Michael and we, we get to see all of them. And again, we get to hear a lot about the boogeyman, a lot about, oh, I was there 40 years ago, but we get to the spot where the, the couple decides to leave and she's walking out and sees someone in, or she gets in her car. And, and this was kind of strange, I guess maybe it's cause it's, uh, October 31st in Illinois, but all of her windows are fogged up. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, okay, she turns the car on, and I would think by then they were defogged, but they weren't. And I think that's part of the plot because you can't tell who's in there, but there's somebody in her car. And so she freaks out and runs back. And best part of this movie is that no matter what the situation was, everybody believed everyone, and I loved that. Somebody's in my car. All of a sudden, six people are like, that's it. We're about to mess this guy up. They grab that bat from the bar, old Huckleberry. I was like, okay. That whole bit didn't sit right with me either when they're, like, talking about this bat. And he's like, yeah, it's for, what does he say? Like, it's for my dad. And if he, if he comes back, I got something for him. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, cool. and I even thought, I was like, this bat is going to come back again later. I didn't know later was going to be 37 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but And he's he starts talking so so macho too he's like grabbing the bat and hitting it in his hand and he's like oh i'm ready to mess some people up and he's like pointing it at the car i'm coming i'm like dude you didn't even know this bat existed until you know a little bit earlier but yeah he goes up to the car starts hitting it with the bat the car takes off and i was like well is is that michael but then we get a very brief glimpse and if you remember there were other people that escaped from the mental hospital and this just happens to be one of the other mental patients, which plays into later in the movie and also plays into a really cool theme in this film that I think a lot of us suffer from in general, which is that whole mob mentality where you start to believe something is true because everyone's screaming that it's true. And uh, it's very hard to turn a mob around. And we find that out later in the film. But uh, I did think that was cool. He wrecks the car and escapes, runs away. But now this this mob has been born. And so they're like, you know what? Evil dies tonight. We're going <laughs> to blah, blah, blah. And I think they even said at some point something like, you know, where's Lori? She's at the hospital. Oh, let's go there. We're going to, you know, oh, we're going to mess him up. And so they start like recruiting people all over town, driving to gas stations. And I love what the line he says. He's like something about we need some good men for this fight tonight if you're not ready for this go home and i was like who shouts that it just like walking up to a convenience store i'd be like cool man i'm just gonna go i don't know who you are i'll go home i guess uh but yeah anthony what do you think about all that of just the, the rounding up of everybody and getting everyone jazzed yeah so when that when that girl thought that well knew somebody was in her car and then she runs out and that guy's first reaction is to just smash the hood in the windshield, I would have been like, hey, man, that's still my car. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just wanted you to get the guy out of it. But yeah, when it drove off and I was like, well, it's obviously not Mike Myers because how would he know how to drive? But uh, yeah, and then I, it, it was it was fine. I was waiting for one of those, you know, obligatory scenes where everybody's rounding up and you can see everybody like taping their weapons and oh, hammering yeah, nails into the bat yeah. and just doing all that. I, I was waiting for that scene in it. The, the montage scene i was mm -hmm. waiting for it and it never happened thank god but yeah yeah you're no, already prepared at, at that point you definitely saw the creation of the other antagonist in this movie which was that mob yep 
Yeah, that's a great point, too, that they were kind of an antagonist in a way. Did you feel the same way, Jalen? Yeah, um, I did. And the thing that kept popping into my head was the mob song from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> I kept singing <laughs> yes. that in my head. Like, this is what it feels like. Like, they're all going to go hunt down the beast and kill, kill the, the beast. <laughs> Have you been listening to the Disney Halloween playlist? Yes. Okay. That's probably why, because that yeah, song it, is on there. <laughs> Connor's been listening to it, too. So that one comes up, and he goes, this song isn't mine. And he wants me to skip it because he doesn't care about it. <laughs> Good. That's He's probably fighting why. against it. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, that song is fresh in my head from that playlist. But that anytime it, it showed the mob scenes, all I could think of was that song. So, yeah. <laughs> so it made it more entertaining, I guess. Yeah, I'm glad we could find some happy moments in this movie. Right? It's just complete misery <laughs> the entire time. Uh, but so we get we get to the hospital, and I guess that other piece of the side story kind of comes into play now. So that Lori shows up at this hospital. They get her to a room, and I love this too. There's just more people coming. <laughs> like every ten minutes, a new victim is in the hospital. Someone else has died, and again, no one's like, "Let's go find Michael." They're just like, "Let's get really mad about stuff right now." Like we're not going to do anything. We're just going to get really upset. And so, you know, Lori's completely under, they have a really interesting surgery scene where the doctor explains everything about what's going on. She's gonna, I, I vividly remember him saying, she's going to be very sore, both from the stab wound and from us going into work on her. And I'm like, you need to say that out loud for this movie? Okay, I guess, we, I, I have no idea. But so she's Like, like we're going to wonder, like, she, okay, she's acting hurt. She yeah. shouldn't be that hurt. <laughs> okay, oh, wait, she no, shouldn't be able right. to survive It's because of the this. surgery. That's mm-hmm. right. And I also want to know, how long did this surgery take? Because, again, surgery takes time. Great point. So, they could have been. They're like, give her extra pain meds because we actually got done really fast. (laughs) Way faster than normal. The most unrealistic part of this movie isn't the fact that that Michael survives all this. It's that there was a fully staffed hospital on Halloween night. It doesn't exist. That doesn't yeah. exist anywhere, ever, especially now. But it didn't exist at any point in time of a fully staffed hospital. Yeah, huh? It's wild. And we start. So we see Karen and her kid. Uh, they show up, and oh, you know, we just want to make sure Grandma's okay. She's totally fine. And then we get the classic. Uh, you didn't kill him reveal of the police officer, uh, the guy in the cowboy hat who does absolutely nothing in this movie. I was honestly waiting for him to die or to kill J- to kill Michael, but he doesn't even go with the mob to kill him. And again, it's like, why didn't the cops want to come? Whatever. But uh, we kind of learn from here that Michael survived and Karen makes the conscious choice to not tell that to Lori because we all know that she would immediately get up, which she does when she finds out that she was lied to. And I, I liked that because uh, she doesn't really get mad at Karen. I think part of her is like, yeah, you probably made a good call not telling me because I needed to rest for a little bit. But she actually gets put in the same room as Officer Hawkins. And so we get that conversation. We get one conversation where it sounds like maybe at a point in time they were romantic with each other. And maybe something could have come from it, but because of the way that she is, because of that trauma, she just didn't want to be a part of it. But then we get that conversation from them about whose fault this is. And uh, Lori is talking about, you know, this is my fault. Uh, He's after me. And he explains to her, he's like, look around you. Like, you are not the only victim here. He is not just after you. He's after everyone, which I thought was really cool because that kind of turns – 
a little bit of that Halloween lore on its head because you, you, as you're watching it, it's usually about Laurie. And it's like he's got this connection with Laurie. That's kind of what they do in the Rob Zombie movies is that he's Laurie's sister or Laurie is his sister, all of that sort of stuff. And they're really moving in a different direction from that, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, Jalen, what do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a cool, I guess, twist or turn on the story um, that his focus wasn't just her in this movie that he was just like, I'm taking anyone down that comes in my path. Like, I don't care who you are. Um, I do hope that this means we get a big showdown between the two of them in the third one. Um, Because that was the one thing I didn't really like in this one, that they weren't ever together. They didn't see each other in this movie. I mean, I guess technically it's the same night, so... They mm-hmm. have been seeing each other, but there was no scene of them together. And so that's what I'm looking forward in. The next one is a big showdown between yeah. the two of them. That's a really great point. And I think I think that's the piece, again, of how this movie stands the test of time, because there are a lot of questions like that of, you know, oh, where, where's the big Laurie showdown? Mm-hmm. Well, you get, you get a little bit of it in the last movie, but there should be one. And so it mm-hmm. makes total sense for there to be one in a third movie. But does that hurt this movie because of it in terms of there are a lot of pieces in this movie that are just being moved into place for the the final movie is that how you make a middle sequel movie in a trilogy i saw some people trying to compare it to empire strikes back in that regard that it's essentially like nothing good happens in this movie that it's putting them at their lowest point i mean by the end of it there's not a lot of people left right like there's a very small like like you said i mean you know her facing off with michael that's about the only thing we can get because all of the other people everyone else is dead yeah exactly uh what about you anthony yeah i agree i think that um and almost like in halloween 2 laurie spends most of her time in the hospital which is where she spends most of her time in this one. Like she's barely even in this. And I mean, I feel like out of the what it was an hour and 45, I think uh-huh. I feel like she's only got like 15 minutes tops of screen time. Cause there was yeah. so much time spent, not with her, but still Michael is on a, I love how they keep saying he's coming here. He's coming here. Well then why don't you just call the cops and be like, Hey, just wait for him. Right. right. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Just he's he's a completionist. I mean, he's definitely he is. <laughs> but that kind of goes back to that whole thing of of this mob mentality. They start pumping everyone up at the hospital. I I loved that uh, the granddaughter that Allison was like, I'm ready to go. She's like bundling up a knife for her grandma. She's like, All right, that's for you. Give me this gun. I'm ready to fight. And her mom's like, No, you can't fight. But we start getting the entire mob building up, and they're getting really mad and. Just like every mob, they want to kill somebody. And so all of a sudden that uh, that mental patient stumbles into the hospital and they're like, oh, that's him. That's Michael. And I, I was like, how blind are you, Haddonfield? Like this old shuffling old man who looks like he's got probably an extra hundred pounds on him from mm-hmm. life. This is not Michael Myers. Like he's not wearing the mask. And they even say that towards the end. Like, how do you even know? We've never seen what he looks like. It's like. Yeah, because he always wears a mask, and this guy's not wearing a mask. So yeah, how this is this guy's Michael? not six foot eight? Right, yeah, he's, he's running <laughs> away from you. Like he's guys, not that's not what Michael sure. would do. Right, exactly. Michael would run towards you. Well, and you would think too. You get to the point where they start chasing after him, and I again, I thought this was really good and held up a really good lens to society because. 
there's people screaming like it's not him. Karen's trying to say it's not him and no one will listen. And so she actually ends up helping him and she gets him to this room and she's able to lock him in a hallway. And she's like, just stay there. You'll be safe. We know he won't. But even then, it's like, how do you know he's how do you think he's Michael when they bust the doors open and he just goes to grab a fire extinguisher to jump out the window? It's like Michael would never do that. He would have already disappeared. He would have been gone. Never seen. But that was but in a way it was really sad. Right. Like he, you know, he knocks the window out and then he just jumps to his death. And that was a really grotesque death. Right. Yeah. I was like, is that what you look like when you jump like yeah he wasn't even that like he was only like five stories up like it yeah. wasn't that high yeah but between his head and then between his leg that was yeah. his, his leg his arm broken. he must have fallen in the wrong spot but <laughs> i think he was trying to land on his feet or something it didn't work out but uh but yeah no that was really sad but even then we kind of get a little bit of catharsis because the police officer beckett says something like he's turning us into monsters now and uh, Tommy even apologizes to Karen. He's like, I'm really sorry. This was the heat of the moment. And again, that's we see that every day when I was watching it. That kind of reminded me in a way of the, the January 6th riots of like, I'm sure there were a lot of people there that didn't really know why they were there. They were just there to get jazzed up. And then when it's over, you're like, well, what am I supposed to do with myself now? I kind of made a fool of myself. And you see that. But I think Karen kind of pushes through that because she says, give me your keys. She Well, and by now, you know, her daughter's gone. So she's going mm-hmm. after her daughter. But um, I, I kind of liked that. I liked the way that it progressed. It shouldn't have had to get to that point, but because it did, I liked the way that they did that. Uh, now, on the other side, and we're, we're missing a lot on this, which is, uh, and, and purposefully, because now it's all coming to a head. They're, uh, Karen's going after her kids, so we know at some point their paths are going to collide with Michael. But on the other side of it, let's go over all of the kills that are happening, because for some reason... Every single person in there is a Michael Myers expert. They they were there the night that he died. They know the landmarks of the town. Yet they don't go. We should be heading to Michael's childhood home. Uh, <laughs> we should we should meet him there because he's probably going to go there. The only one who who thinks that way is Lonnie. But within that, we we kind of see that the trajectory of Michael as he moves through the town, killing people, and ends up at his house. So we get some really great kills here. Uh, and I was going to ask you guys too what your favorite kills were from the movie, but. We get to a spot where uh, you got the two people at the house that we talked about, the old couple. Uh, And this is something where, again, you know, you can bash the writing of the movie as a plot. But for some reason, I love the way that they write all of the side characters. Like for they all seem kind of relatable in a way. Like I loved how he was like, we're just going to pour another bottle of wine. Let's just go hang out for a little bit. And she's flying a drone and it's like, okay, like, (laughs) cool. There's always some uniqueness to the characters. And and, uh, but they both die really quickly. Uh, He gets stabbed a bunch of times. He gets his head smashed into a wall. And then she gets a that was messed up. And I forgot about it in the trailer. I was like, oh, is he going for a knife? No, he goes and grabs the giant light and smashes it. Yeah. puts it right into her neck like her neck was jello or or pudding for some of us but (laughs) what did you guys think of that that kill session of those two it was i mean we saw it in the trailer i mean obviously there was more to it than what we got in the trailer but it was a lot yeah (laughs) like and then i also thought who has those lights in their house anymore like who has light poles instead of like just light bulbs i'm like how old is this house what kind of old people are playing with drones <laughs> right? you're playing with a drone but you can't upgrade your lights right um but then it it also i was also like why did you stop trying to get out the door but you also have a knife in your hand and you're not 
trying to defend yourself really either. You just stop and stare and wait for him yeah. to get you. <laughs> yeah, she knew it was coming. She's like, there's right, no she's like, you know what? I'm done. I, guess I love I'm how when uh, he, he yells, there's somebody in the bathroom. And then she goes, what does he want? He goes, I don't care. Call the police. Yeah, I don't care. Call the police. Yeah. <laughs> and then he no, just closes great. the door, which there were so many doors to the bathroom. Like it was almost right? like it was a door to the hallway from the bathroom. But then, yeah, Michael just comes Michael in. Michael just wanted to play catch because he threw the drone back. Yeah, he so, never got to just, play catch. He was killed his parents. <laughs> <laughs> never got that that game of, game of toss with his dad. Except he, I mean, he probably tossed a knife at his dad, and his dad wasn't able to catch it. And that was the last <laughs> time they were able to play. But uh, yeah, so th- those were good. We then get the uh, the kills uh, of the the o- the OG group. That one was sad, but that's where my favorite kill is at. So uh, they pull up in a car. They're by this park. And uh, there's some kids there, and these kids are from a little earlier in the movie, the kids that went to Michael's house. Uh, and we'll get to them, too, because I, I thought they were some of my favorite characters, Big and Little John. But um, at this point, they're there, and uh, in the car we have, what was it? It's Marion, and then the the nurse and the doctor, still in costume. Yeah. Oh, and, Vanessa, and, Lin- Vanessa, and Lindsay. Vanessa and Marcus are there, Vanessa two. and Marcus, okay. Thank you. Uh, and then Lindsay. And so they're they're kind of just patrolling. And so they see those kids playing on the swing set and they stop the car and they're like, what are you doing? Eh, you know, I'm just a snot kid. I'm just enjoying Halloween. But then we see Michael Myers standing right over there and he's holding the <laughs> bloody mask of one of the kids. So you're like, oh, OK, so he definitely kills kids. I mean, he, 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 don't killed, care. he killed that kid in the last movie, too. So I, I, it was par for the course. But she just screams at them, you know, run, go home. And so those kids get away. She hides. But then Michael takes care of that car. And there are some things in there that could have gone better. Mm-hmm. But for an old woman with a gun, I will give her a pass because she eventually dies anyway. But she's shooting some... out every window in the car. Exactly. She well, and she like she rolls her window up and then she locks the door. And I was like, okay, cool. And then you blow the window up and it's like, okay, you just closed the window. And now <laughs> you know, you've got a great way for him to come grab you. But uh, yeah, so what was it? She gets uh she gets just beat up right like she gets smashed in the face yeah he like pulls I'm... her out the car and then like sl- he slams people's heads into everything he loves yeah. slamming hands <laughs> yeah uh yeah, yeah and then i think he's just slamming it against like the glass and the the door frame oh my god yeah and so she just gets demolished and then the two in the back are trying to get out and uh she, vanessa gets out fine and she's got a gun and I actually, I loved that bit, too. He's like, I've never shot a gun before. She's like, then give it to me. I've done it. And so she leaves. It didn't seem like she's ever yeah. shot a gun before. Like, Yeah, she's like 15 feet away from the car. And so Michael, at this point, uh, kill one that was my favorite. We get a very fast knife to the eye. And I just audibly swore in the theater. I was like, ah! And I'm like, oh, that was cool. But then my favorite one was, was Vanessa's. Yep. Because she's like 15 feet away and is popping off this magnum. And I was like... You had to have hit him at least once. He's literally like in the car, like he's on the you know the driver's seat trying to get to the passenger seat. So he's got a full body that she could hit. She doesn't hit it. But then you get to this part where she gets to the car door and he <laughs> hits the door and it moves the gun and she blows her own face off. And I was like, that was awesome. It happens so fast. It, it almost it looked like it almost broke her wrist. Yeah. In the process, or like bent it the other way, and then she shoots herself. I do love how she just unloaded a clip. On the car her husband was in, 
Yeah, she must have known that he was dead. I hope. And I, or or just even the didn't care. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, okay, you just don't care at all that there's two other people in this car and you're just unloading on it. But yeah, that I'm I'm glad I wasn't the only one that thought that was my favorite because yeah, when when he kicks that car door. Oh man, and then just, she takes like, care oh. of herself essentially. I'm like, I just laughed and like I know yeah. you're not supposed to laugh at that kind of stuff, but it was, it was a good laugh though because it was like, oh hell yeah, like <laughs> he he knows how to be efficient with his kills. Like he didn't even have to do anything; he just had to kick a door. She, right? took, care the, she took care of the rest, and then she chases after. Uh, uh, Lindsay, or he chases after Lindsay. She hides behind a, tr- a tree, and he can't seem to find her. Great. Somehow she gets more bloodied and bruised when she's getting out, because when they come find her later, she's like covered in blood. And I was like, "What happened?" But, um, but yeah, so there's that set of kills, and she he uh, ties two of the kids up, or not the kids. He ties the couple up mm-hmm. on the on the merry-go-round, and then hangs Marion from the swing set, which was pretty sad. But also, again, goes back to his creativity and. <laughs> He loves Halloween, like, and, and no one drives by or sees him just like dragging bodies across right? the park and throwing. <laughs> well, they also did no say sense. when they were driving around for everyone to stay in their homes, so maybe they just. I mean, going apparently, out. doesn't matter if you're in your home or not. He'll get you either way. Oh, he's gonna get you. He's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna get you one way or the other. Uh, so then, the last set of kills, or not last, but the other set of like secluded kills, is at Michael Myers's house. And so we've got Big John and Little John there, uh, which I thought was great. I think his name's uh, he's from Mad TV. Michael McDonald was Little John and Scott MacArthur <laughs> was Big John. I thought they were great. And so that was another instance of like, you didn't have to write interesting characters. You don't have to for a scary movie because we know they're going to die. But they're taking that extra step to give a little bit of life, a little bit of humor to these characters. And I really like them. I love that whole bit when they're walking around the house and you just hear Big John, <laughs> Little, little John. John. <laughs> It's like okay, all right, yep, I love that. They're keep like they were smart. They knew what they they're were doing. They're playing Marco Polo. Yep, and he, I love when he's like, "There's somebody in the house, and it's not a child." And then he just <laughs> takes off his kimono, and he's just in the, and he goes and grabs that little. He's like, "I've got a knife," and then the other <laughs> guy's used for cheese. I also have a knife. <laughs> he grabbed a cheese knife as he's in his boxers and t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, so good. But yeah, I, I love those characters. They both die though michael what does he do he kills the one by stabbing him and then i think he just stabs the other one too right doesn't he like uh, squish his eyeballs yeah, oh that's right yeah he his head it was like game of thrones is what oh, it reminded yeah. me of that scene in game of thrones yeah but i think he like i don't know like pushes the guy's eyeballs into his brain which is the only time michael myers has ever killed anybody that way Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's more of a Jason kill. That's actually one of the Jason kills that you can have in the game. Is they must have met up and he gave him some pointers. I, it's a, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, <laughs> we haven't seen a new Jason movie in a while, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's been giving coaching classes. He's been doing TED talks, dead talks, basically. He's been doing Skype calls. Yeah, just... <laughs> they don't even like talk on the call. They just stare at the screen. The information just, is passed. They have mannequins carefully. that they just like hold a mannequin head, and then he's just showing how to do it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's a how-to, a DIY. Uh, but yeah, so they die, uh, and then that kind of from there again, it was like, why aren't you coming to Michael's house? Like his childhood home that he always returns to. Why is no one coming to this home? But they eventually do, and we get to this piece where. Uh, again, you kind of think the mob died off, but uh, the the three of them, so we now have Lonnie and his son and Allison, 
kind of went off on their own way and they figured that out. They're like, okay, he attacked here, he attacked here, so he's probably going to attack here. And so they go to the house, he goes in, and I liked that bit too. He says, you know, both of you need to stay inside. And she's like, you're crazy if you think that I'm going to stay inside. He's like, I know, but I'm asking you anyway. And I was just like, I like that. That was cool. And of course she doesn't listen. So he goes in, not two seconds after going in, we hear a gunshot and they're like, all right, we need to go in. The dad's dead. He gets smashed in the attic opening, I guess, which I would have honestly really loved to see that kill, but also very creepy that you don't find out until his own dad's blood is dripping on his hands. Uh, again, kid can't seem to get a single shot off on Jason, whatever. And Allison's got a freaking shotgun, and mm-hmm. she can't seem to get a shot off. It's like there's him. a curse on the town that they don't, they <laughs> the can't aim a age. gun. Yeah. Like, yeah, but you know, she gets some good stabs in with him. Yeah. She just starts laying into his chest with some stabs, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. And I loved her bravery, too, where she's just like, do it! Right. Kill me! I love that. I love when <laughs> I anyone ever screams that. I feel like at that point, he kind of hesitated. Like, oh, yeah. He totally would have just jabbed that knife into anyone, but he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, then obviously, then he gets stabbed in the back, but... Well, but it goes back to that scene in the first movie where he goes into that one person's house and he doesn't kill the baby. Mm -hmm. And you wonder, like, okay, is he all monster or is he not? And I think you see a hint of that there, too, of, Mm -hmm. like, there's something there that's preventing him from doing certain things. Mm -hmm. But he's still, like, really far gone, basically. And so then, yeah, we get that great bit where Karen shows up and slams that pitchfork vertically into his spine, which I thought was so smart because Mm -hmm. that's like instant paralysis for any normal person. And (laughs) falls down. We get a couple more stabs. I think she goes after him a couple more times and then kicks him. And this is where, again, I was talking with my brother after the movie. I would have been like, hang on a minute. We've got a shotgun upstairs. I would have gone up, grabbed it, shot him in the head multiple times. And then been like, I think also Cameron had a pistol. Hang on. And right, like, let's just that. Keep going. All in the head over and over and over. No one does that. And so they're right. like, all right, cool. Maybe we got him. But uh, obviously they don't. But that's also part of Karen's plan. So at this point, he's following her. And she takes him to the mob, who is waiting on the next street. It seemed like she went through like one set of backyards. So it's one street over. You'd definitely be able to hear it on a quiet Halloween night. (laughs) But there's like 12 people there and we get that thing that we were waiting for, which is the mob actually doing something cool. We get a cool sort of corny line from the cop of it's Halloween, Michael, everyone's (laughs) entitled to one scare. And I was like, okay, how about more like, we're all gonna kill you right now, Michael. They all just start shooting. Yeah, but no one does, right? They're all just standing around, and we get some baseball hits. We get the one guy gets a couple of shots off into his chest, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, more hitting, more kicking and punching, maybe a few more shots, and then they all stop, and they're like, cool, we got him. All right, everyone, time to party, and uh, they just stand around him. They're like, just, I don't know, they take a smoke break or something? (laughs) It it seemed like the cop was about to go in for the gunshot to the head. It did, And that's when Michael just grabs the knife out of his own back and was like, nope, you all going to die now. And And takes everyone out. (laughs) And I'll I'll hand it to him for that because, again, that makes sense for his character, but not all of the other people. Like, Mm -hmm. that guy 
instant death. I'm cool with that. But you've got five other people standing around. I would have been like, okay, let's all take a step back. All right, you. I would have been calling things out. You with the gun, start firing at him right, right now. And no one does. The one guy starts shooting, but again, the classic Haddonfield aim. He keeps missing. And it's literally just like a – He's Michael's like dancing. He's like – <laughs> and then every person dies and i was just like are you serious they like so quick died? too like so quick and i'll say the um the slash to the guy's achilles heel that yeah. made me squirm yeah. i was like Ugh. no I, I, the... I was like i don't awesome. like that one it's like yeah. they all took their they all went in and attacked at the same time but then when it was time to like defend they were like i'll just do one at a time i guess right. yeah <laughs> we'll all see how we do one on one against this guy for bragging rights yeah, and, and there was not a single person that said the same line in the beginning of, I don't care. Like, someone would have been like, we got him. And someone else says, I don't care. Call the cops. Yeah. And then, you know, call the call the National Guard. <laughs> call, we need to call the National Guard. I was expecting him to drop a smoke bomb and then just disappear in a sewer grate. Yeah, exactly. Or <laughs> you just, throw, like, you just see him chair. crawling crawling on all fours across the street <laughs> out of the smoke, just trying to go into the sewer so he can get away. Have you seen uh, Watchmen on HBO? Yeah. There's that scene where the guy's covered in oil and he's running away and he just gets on the ground and slides into the sewer grate. Do you remember that? Yeah. That's basically, that would have been great if he had done that. But no, no, he doesn't. He's too simple for that. And so at the same time, we have probably all of the cops one street over making sure that everyone's okay in this house. And uh, Karen decides to go upstairs and stare out Michael's, you know, childhood window. Like we said, you know, looking at the reflection and all of that. And who shows up but Michael? No one else saw him in the house, but he kills right? her. I'm like, how does he get past all those people? He's Everyone. magic. Yeah. <laughs> but he kills Karen. And that actually or shocked we me. we think he kills Karen. We think. Yeah, because what does he do? He, he, uh, uh, he killed her. He chokes her out, doesn't he? He like, he smash he her head? I think he stabs her. A lot. He does something a where lot. I was like, I but, think he's, she's dead. Yeah, she's but, gone. But you never know. We thought that the cop was dead at the end of the other movie. So there's a possibility. I mean, I there... guess, yeah, that would give Lori even more strength to go after him if he killed her daughter. Yeah, that's well, Lori thing. and Allison because yeah. he's killed yeah. Allison's mom and dad. We need, um, like, I, an Avengers team-up between the two of them of, like, throwing weapons at each other and they're firing <laughs> off shotguns and tossing them over and pop out. Um, okay, maybe you two can answer this question. Why was Karen wearing a Christmas sweater? I loved that. I thought that was awesome. I did notice that when she was in the hospital. I was like, that's got to be, like, a really funny, like, what if we just made her wear a Christmas sweater? Like, that's the only thing she's got in her closet. It was the last minute. I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny, but, yeah, I had no explanation for it. Uh, maybe it was just, like, a comfort thing. How Christmas is just supposed to be happy and joyful. Yeah. And so she wore a Christmas sweater on a dark day. <laughs> she even had all the to bring some joy it. to the town. She's one of those people that as soon as uh, October hits, October 1st is Christmas season right. for her, maybe. Yeah. Well, th that, that actually makes sense because she hates stories. Halloween. Yeah. She hates every. Remember, they were saying that, like, she made her, which I thought was insane, that she made her daughter forget everything like purposely forget she was like we're, we don't talk about it we're not going to mention it and i was like that's not a really healthy way of dealing with your trauma but okay fine but yeah so she dies and then i'm trying to double check on here how does the what's the last scene of the movie how does it end is it I just, think him it's just him staring out his window and laurie staring out the hospital window i see okay. i think i think that's how it ended 
Because it kind of just ends. Yeah, so he, like... Yeah, I know it does just end. Yeah, so he, like, kills um, Judy Greer. Mm-hmm. Or baby kills, wounds, I don't know. Stabs her a bunch of times. Yeah. And then, because it's... it's I mean, I kind of like that part because... Um, Lori is like telling a story. That's right about and, the evil. And like, and it's so it's kind of like slow motion, kind of, um, of her telling the story and him showing up in the house and stuff. And so I think, yeah. So it just ends with like both of them staring out the windows. Yeah, that's a classic Halloween trope too, right? Mm-hmm. Staring out the window. Mm-hmm. They all do it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's and that's that's how it ends. So. Um, and I guess I, I didn't ask you, Jalen, what was your uh, favorite kill from the movie? I mean, I liked um, I liked Vanessa's just because it was so outrageous and like right. <laughs> not a Michael Myers, t- like typical death. Yeah, um, so that one was cool. Um, I liked I liked the fireman that he lifts up at the beginning. I mean, that's just a cool shot with um, the fire with the pickaxe or whatever it was i think so yeah. those two are probably my my two favorites yeah i do wish was it lonnie i do wish we not that i wish i would have seen his death but i'm surprised mm-hmm. we didn't i know i think that was part just, of the suspense of like is we he hear the gunshot and then you know they go in the house and then all of a sudden they just see him which how did he get in the attic so quick uh michael no, or Lonnie. Oh. I think my, I think Michael put him there. That's what I was saying. I think Michael like did something where he maybe threw his body at the attic thing and was like smashing the door up on the ceiling to like smash his head into the ceiling between the the attic door and the ceiling. But maybe they filmed that and the director was like, you know what? That's a little too much. We got we got to cut this. Out of yeah, we, we had a knife we in the guy's eye a little bit earlier, and so this is a break. And we we see his we see um him kill Cameron. Well, I mean he. Tech breaks his neck, but first he oh, bashes was, his yeah. head all around the railing first. Yeah. And oh, yeah, the banister at the top of the stairs. Yeah. I like, thought it was oh, interesting, okay. though, because he, I don't know what his, you know, prerogative is when it comes to killing like that. Mm-hmm. But I kind of was like, oh, thanks, Michael, when he snapped his neck. I mean, I he like, put he him out of his misery. Exactly. exactly. I and, I, and I was like, is that like a Michael thing to do? Because I feel like he would have just left him because he leaves a lot of people. He'll like like the he stabs that lady in the neck and just leaves her and she bleeds out. But in yeah. this case, he goes and kind of finishes the job. But I was like, that's probably best for that kid because he's, you know, maybe bleeding that was out the, and dying. that was the human in him being like, yeah, that's you so. know what? I'll just make this quick so he doesn't suffer. Yeah, or he was, neck. or he's sending a message to Allison like that could be too. Well, just she freaked out you're, when you're gonna happened. watch me do this. Mm-hmm. She did a good job. She was awesome. I loved Allison in this movie. And I, I really liked when, you know, he kind of grabs her and then throws her down the stairs. And she's just like, she's groaning and mm-hmm. she's going to like barely stand, but she gets so mad. And she just gets, and it reminded me of Lori, where I was just like, oh, cool. Like she's not taking anything from him. She's like, kill me. Like very much like her grandmother. And I, I thought that was a really cool touch that they made for her. Yeah, um, I agree. She was really good in this. Yeah. But yeah, so now, like I said, you know, all that's left by my count besides more innocent bystanders is Hawkins, Lori, and Allison. Everyone else is dead. They all died. Uh, her mom died. Her dad died. Oh, and I was going to touch on that, too. I hated her dad in the last movie. I was more than happy when he died. 
Uh, and I love the way that they did it, too, because they kind of just write him off in that movie. Like, he shows up to look for the cop, and Jason's, like, killing him outside, or Michael's killing him outside, <laughs> and uh, and no one goes out to stop him. And I was like, okay, cool. I, I thought that uh, Karen would be like, oh, my husband. And then, uh, you know, Lori would be like, no, no, it's a trap. They don't even do that. It just mm-hmm. is him dying. And I was like, maybe okay. they... They were like, you know what, Michael, you can have him. It's okay. We don't right. want him. So he, he utter he has one of the most cringiest scenes in cinema history at the very beginning when he's cleaning those mouse traps. And he's like, Ah, I got some peanut butter on my penis. And and they're like, Oh my god, dad. And I was like, Yeah, oh my god is right. Like this guy is obnoxious. He's like, You think you're gonna bite through my pipes? I'm gonna kill your entire family. And then he starts talking. but then he gets to that part where he's like, Lonnie, that's Lonnie's kid, and I didn't catch that in the first movie. But he's like, Lonnie's kid, yeah, he's, he used to sell me peyote. Yeah. And I loved in here when he was like, Yeah, I knew your dad. He used to sell me peyote. And I was like, I freaking knew it. Like He would be the guy that would do the selling of the peyote and pretend like he wasn't doing it. Yeah, we had a shaman out on a boat, and he got so high on drugs that he went out into the water. I was like, yeah, that's about on point for this character. I'm so glad that he died. Like, bye. Uh, I do have a question about the first one. Oh, yeah. The 2018. Okay, so she shoots his fingers off. So then he's got his hands bleeding. Right. Do you think he moved the mannequins into that room where he had stuffed the de- the the dad in the closet and then Lori finds Do you think he put the mannequins in there to scare I, her? I or... think the mannequins were already in there cuz she she uses those for target practice. So I think she just had like a storage room where they were there and and that's typically you would think maybe he did, but I don't know. I just took it as he hid amongst them and because that's the perfect spot to hide, everyone's always got creepy mannequins somewhere. Cuz obviously, yeah, which oddly enough, my son asked for one as we were at walking through a JC <laughs> today and my wife's like, "I'm not buying you a mannequin. That's super weird." Um, The only reason why I ask is because when she walks into the room, she seems startled. And at one point you can see blood on the arms of the mannequins. Mm. So then then my wife does that. My wife, she thought that he moved them in there just to kind of mess with her. But I I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Could be. I was just curious. Hey, but that's what I love about these movies is it feels like I catch new things every time I watch them, despite them being very short and very succinct movies. There's like always some new bit that I like. Um, but yeah, so that's that's where we leave it. That's where the movie ends. There's no after credit scene. Uh, but what we have next is a confirmed end to the trilogy called Halloween Ends that's coming in theaters. Uh, it's planned for next year. So we only have to wait a year, thankfully. I did watch an interview with David Gordon Green, and he was talking about that movie briefly. Uh, They were asking him about the, and we'll talk about this, about the, uh, that spiritualness of, of Michael, of is he a person or is he something more? Is he this shape? And the way he had described it is he said, you know, typical because uh, was it Jamie Lee Curtis, I think, had described him as that this like unkillable machine. And he did not seem to make it that way. He said, you you're meant to think that in this film, but he said it's not impossible, which makes sense for me. There being an end to a trilogy, he's going to have to die, which I'm I'm very curious to see how they do that. Uh, but then he also mentioned that this next movie takes place four years after this film. So, uh, yeah, and, and I didn't know if you guys knew that or not, but I, so I thought that was interesting that. because it makes and it makes. He needed sense. to rest. 
after he does. He needs to rest. <laughs> Lori needs to rest. She needs to recover. They all they're basically recovering before the big final fight. And I guess it takes you four years to recover. But they also mentioned <laughs> when you're that mentioned, old. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, and, or if you have those shots, because she really liked that. She's like, this takes the pain away and then stabs and herself then in the leg. she screams so loud <laughs> when she I gave know, herself right? that shot. <laughs> that's like, that's people, anti-vaxxers are going to see that and beat that, that. Hey, that's why, that's why we don't do it. Those <laughs> shots hurt really bad. Uh, but they actually said that there's a, some sort of thing about the pandemic with this third movie. I, I did hear that. One of the things, and which fascinates me, because I have no idea what that. Uh, I think were we was it us that were talking about that? Of like, well, he's already there, right? He's he's, he's wearing already a mask. wearing the mask. He's wearing the mask, so he's he's good. He's all he's set. been ma- <laughs> he's the been masked for forty years. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, but but that's interesting. So there's there's some questions there, but yeah, I I, I would say to you guys and, and Anthony, I'll start with you, like. Where does the the series go from here? Is Michael a some sort of transcended creature that is a shape versus a man, even though he is a man underneath? And where do they go with that? I have no idea. One of, one of my biggest gripes for uh, the original It, that two part movie, was mm-hmm. that at the end he was just a giant spider. I'm like, what? I'm like that was right. terrible. I hated that. And then, I mean, I know, I guess in the original you could also argue the same thing, but. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. I think they've had a clear plan with this trilogy. You know, they same director, same writers, same producers. You know, they've all been on the same mm-hmm. page since day one. So I think that's going to benefit. But ultimately, I think it's just going to end up being. I mean, they can't have more kills in this next one because I think this one was, like you said, the first one was more suspenseful than this one. This one was just like a loud in your face here's all the kills and then the third one's going to be a culmination of both of them put together so luckily we do only have to wait a year uh i know this year is the 40th anniversary of halloween 2 as in 2018 it was 40 years since the original halloween and now it'll be 40 years from halloween 3 next year so i guess that is the only uh silver lining that yeah. the, the numbers came out okay <laughs> yeah thank goodness uh, well it was 39 years ago but it makes figuring out michael's age a little easier yeah that's true what about you Jalen? i don't know i i feel like he has to die just because we haven't really seen it like he always comes back there's always another michael myers movie i feel like somehow he's gonna get weaker I mean, if he's taking a four-year break and not killing anyone, he's not getting any stronger. But I don't know if Lori will somehow be able to humanize him and go for the blow and mm. and get him or or what. Either I don't know. I think he'll either like die or he gets locked up again and hopefully podcasters don't let him out again. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean... It could go so many different ways. Yeah, you bring up a good point, too. There was a, you know, she says something in the hospital, which, again, kind of gets debunked in the thought of, like, he's not just about her. But Mm -hmm. I really liked when she was saying, maybe he can only die if I die, too. Mm -hmm. And I I wonder if that's, like, the setup for this last movie is that Lori and Michael both die. And I'd be totally cool with that because, again, it's like, you can only tell so many stories with Michael. Right. He's not some 
you know, very intricate character. And I, I'm, I applaud them for being able to come up with a trilogy like this, especially after so many other Halloween movies. But I really don't think there need to be any others because now you have so many to go back and watch whenever you mm-hmm. want. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what I'd ask you guys last too is I, like I said, I've seen the first Halloween. I saw a Halloween that Jamie Lee Curtis was in. And I think there was a mental summer camp or something like that. Do you know which one that is? It was like some weird sort of facility. She's at it. I think maybe it was H2O. I'm not sure. And then I've seen the Rob Zombies and and these new ones. So I haven't seen any of the other OG sequels that I've heard are really bad. But I think Mm -hmm. you guys have seen a lot of them, haven't you? I've, I've seen them all. I don't watch them all because I don't like them they're not very good i'll i'll watch the first one and h2o those two are my favorite out of the originals i guess if you call it um i don't like rob zombies i only watched the first one and i couldn't watch the second one so i don't even know what happens in that one when i watched his it almost ruined halloween for me it was a little it was too much wow okay it was too much um so i like i like this new I guess new trilogy better than Rob Zombies. Nice. But so, the original okay. and H2O are still my top two. Okay. H- H2O is at the school, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. With oh. She's son. like a, yeah, she's like the headmistress or something of the college. Yeah, let me see if I double check and see. Because I'm trying to remember was maybe. Uh, it's with Josh with... Hartnett and Michelle Williams. What's the one with yeah. Exhibit? Um, it was Busta Rhymes. Buster and that was yes. Halloween Resurrection. That's, That's when the they had scene. they had like uh, cameras in the house. It was like a real world, like Big Brother yeah, yeah, type yeah. Deal, where they had people like stay the night in the house. And then they had, you know, for the TV show, they had somebody dressed up like Mike Myers, not knowing that Mike Myers was actually coming back <laughs> to that house. So then there was two Mike Myers. I, I remember there's there's the uh, the conversation between the fake Mike Myers and then the real Mike Myers, and they're just standing there talking to each other. It's like, what are you doing, man? Because you're not supposed to be in here. This is supposed to be me. And then the other one obviously isn't saying anything, so he takes his mask off and then just gets completely wrecked. Right. Yeah. Okay. But, yes. This is the that's the one I've seen. I haven't seen H two O. I've seen Halloween Resurrection. I, it looks like I gave it a four. Yeah, it was not good. No. Yeah. At all. And I, did cool. I always like seeing her. Jamie Lee Curtis is always great. Busta Rhymes was originally supposed to be in this, but they scrapped him. Uh, maybe he'll be in the next one. Uh, and that, that's kind of what I was leading to was, was were there any call outs that either of you noticed in this movie to the other movies? When I was watching that, there's a really cool for any of you interested. It's a seven minute IGN ending explained. That's essentially the David Gordon Green interview. And they mention in there of some possible interesting callbacks to Halloween Resurrection of explaining how Michael has transcended that, that whole thing about the curse of Michael Myers and all of that, that maybe that's what it is, but I didn't know. I didn't catch anything else. So uh, Jalen, I'll start with you. Was there any Easter eggs or anything that you caught when you were watching from the other movies? Um, I mean, my big thing was just the people. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, yeah, was yeah. my big thing. I mean, probably if I would watch it again, I would pick up on more of the easter eggs um and if probably if i also wasn't watching it at home where you can be more distracted by sure. things um compared to a movie theater um so my i think just when i saw the kind of original people that just stuck with me and so i didn't really focus on all the other little things yeah what about you anthony i didn't notice anything okay 
that keen into all of them because I, I do know and my wife joked and said that these are now more confusing than Star Wars because there's multiple like you can go Halloween one two and then these mm-hmm. or you can imagine that these don't exist and then you can do like Halloween one two and then like four five and six or so I, I don't know it was confusing I know I think one of us shared the image of it but she was like these are getting more confusing than Star Wars mm-hmm. I'm like yeah stop <laughs> yeah, and that's why I think, you know, if they just end it after this next one, they'll be in a good spot. And I, I, I loved that because I, I was like, oh, man, am I going to have to watch all these? I know they're going to be bad. Like, do I have to watch these? And then when they came out and said the canon is now the original Halloween, nothing else matters. And then this new one. And I was like, oh, that's a bold move. And I really mm-hmm. liked that. So maybe one day I'll go back and watch all of the the bad ones. But I don't know when that day will ever be because, again, it's like doesn't really matter but if you're saying h2o is good i might check that one out i mean i like it i know a lot of people don't i'm sure there's always got to be one right there's going to be one that everyone (laughs) that you like that no one else likes it's the same Mm -hmm. with the friday the 13th movies like they're all basically trash but there's ones (laughs) that are super good that you're like ah like i love the most recent one and i know a lot of people don't um and then jason lives was a great one too but again it's like they're all mediocre movies like none of them are amazing Mm -hmm. but uh it's it's interesting these ones i'm very happy we have them like i they could have been put into anyone else's hands my hope is that either david gordon green or whoever that they do a trilogy for jason that would be really cool is if they did another thing like that and you know a trilogy or even if they just do one movie i'd be happy with it but Mm -hmm. i just love the lore that they're creating in here and uh and and yeah that part sorry i my brother was making fun of me yesterday he said the only movies you ever want to go see are uh connected to other films i was like that's not true he was like like, tell me any movie and i was like james bond nope Uh, (laughs) halloween nope uh marvel nope uh every yeah so i was like yeah there's a lot of lore though and that's what i love we love those connected universes and kind of Mm -hmm. looking back on the other stuff but yeah so uh jalen we'll start with you any final thoughts on the film as we wrap up um i like i said earlier i liked it for a slasher story could have been better um i when the next one comes out i'm i'll like i'll like having watched all three of them at one time i think that will be a that will make this movie scene better yeah once you could see the whole story at once yeah i think you're right what about you anthony yeah i'll go with that too um once the trilogy is done to be able to just sit down and watch it as a whole i think it'll be a lot more enjoyable um i do think the only other thing i would like to see after this is Freddy vs. Jason 2, and then Ooh. add Mike Myers into it. Yes! <laughs> oh, yes. That'd be okay, fun. Cool. I mean, it would be an absolute nightmare. It'd be terrible. But they could I'll, make I'll it really it. good. I, if the CGI is good, like the rest of it would follow because we, we're going to go in expecting it to be bad. So they have like an easy way of, if they've got some good comedy in it, some good writing, and a ton of great fights and kills, that movie would be awesome. It, it'll be like a horror multiverse, is what we need. <laughs> Ooh, yeah they like end up doing their final battle at the conjuring house that'd be great that'd be awesome. the, nun, the nun just jumps out from underneath the floorboards and fights she's the one that like, scares all of them yeah <laughs> that would be great i'd love like that a what fun. is that the uh, celebrity smackdown or celebrity deathmatch celebrity deathmatch yeah. Yeah. yeah but but all the characters all the scary movie characters you know <laughs> You heard it here first, Peter Peacock, if you're listening. Put that on Peacock, please. Well, great. Thank you guys so much. This was a blast. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed talking about this. This was I, I enjoyed this movie a lot as well, uh, and I agree with you. I think the writing could have been a little better, 
There's some answers that I think we could have gotten but didn't because it's got another movie coming, which I think at this point in time hurts the movie, but I think will probably help the movie in the future, which again goes back to should a movie be that way, that it's just, you know, tissue in between the other movies. I don't know right now. We'll find out later. But um, again, Jalen, thank you so much for coming on. And Anthony, same with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and so that'll do it for us here at Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you back in Haddonfield.